Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Penny Marshall, Pete Davidson, Jules Santana, Janet Jackson, Alfonso Roberto, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Faith Hill for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Please remember, during this holiday season, when you celebrate, you designate. Always choose a designated driver. Your friends and family will thank you for it. Have a safe and happy holiday, and remember, friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. There's no place like home. Getting home safely is just a click away. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat for more information. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gear, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com/slash That's Entertainment Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. Stiletto like the shoe. S T I L E T T O, and the number fourteen. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is mostly cloudy, 45 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening to the show on the phone line, in the chat room. Thank you once again for joining me here on this afternoon. And uh, again, if you want to make a comment about any of the day's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Well, we got almost five days left until Christmas, so I hope everybody is ready and uh, getting ready for that special day. Also, um, after Christmas, there's Kwanzaa, a whole week of Kwanzaa, and then the New Year. Uh, speaking of New Year, uh, 
this year we might be doing something different. You know, every year I do the year-end show, the top entertainment stores for 2018. Uh, It looks like we're going to be doing a show next week, but it might be going into the next year, but I'll keep you posted. Uh, Lots to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about uh, Penny Marshall. Uh, She passed away. Uh, two days ago from Complications for Diabetes. We'll tell you more about that. Uh, Pete Davidson in the news. You know, a couple of weeks ago he uh, put out that very disturbing tweet about he didn't want to be on this earth any longer. And that same time he was due to appear on SNL to do a skit. So a lot of people weren't worried about him. Even Lorne Michael had to uh, intervene. So I'll tell you, uh, there's still some issues with him. Um, apparently, he's still struggling. So I'll tell you more about it. Uh, Drew Santana, uh, well, we just found out that he has been sentenced. And i tell you how long he's going to be in prison. Uh, superstar Janet Jackson and her brother Randy They have been slapped with a legal action from their former manager. I'll tell you all about it. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air actor, Alfonso Roberto, he is suing two video game developers. And I'll tell you why he's doing that. And uh, congrats go to Remy Ma, you know, and Pat Poos. They just had... Remy Ma just gave birth to her baby daughter, but unfortunately she's back in the hospital. I'll tell you more about that. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Um, Penny Marshall, you all know her as the good nature Bronx native. Uh, She's sometimes talked very nasally. Uh, who she you know her she starred in the ABC successful rating sensation show Laverne and Shirley uh, before shattering records at a top, as the top grossing female director in Hollywood. Uh, she died. Uh, she was only 75. Uh, she's the younger sister of the late writer director producer Gary Marshall and the first wife of actor director Rob Reiner. Uh, Penny, she died in her Hollywood Hills home on Monday night from complications from diabetes. Her publicist, Michelle Bega, told The Hollywood Reporter that she was diagnosed, um, that she had died from these complications. Now, little did we know, she was also diagnosed with brain and lung cancer in 2009. Now, Penny earned fame, but incredibly not even one Emmy nomination for playing the wisecracking Laverne DeFazio on the Happy Days spinoff, which was created by her brother Gary. And uh, Laverne and Shirley aired for about eight seasons, from 1976 to 1983, and it centered on the escapade of two romantically challenged Milwaukee brewery workers, with uh, Cindy Williams co-starring as a Marshall's idealistic roommate, Shirley Feeney. Now, Marshall had directed a handful of episodes of the sitcom before she was approached to step in as a last-minute replacement for Howard Zeff to hem the feature comedy Jumpy Jack Fat Flash, which was in 1986, that star Whoopi Goldberg. She hit comedic pay dirt with her next film, film, in 1988, uh, which Tom Hanks starred in it. Uh, he played a boy who woke up in the body of an adult. 
It was co-produced by James L. Brooks, who brought the script to Marshall, and it was the first film directed by a woman to gross more than $100 million, and that's about $198 million in today dollars domestically. Another Marshall comedy, A League of Their Own, which was about a fictional account about the real-life all-American girl professional baseball league that was organized during World War II that also starred Hanks, as well as Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, and Madonna. It broke through the $100 million barrier as well. Uh, In between those films, uh, she also changed course directed dramatically with the base on True Story of Awaken, which was in 1990. It starred Robert De Niro as a middle-aged man who had been uh, catatonic for 30 years, and Robin Williams, was the he played the shy doctor that was determined to awaken him. And after Awaken, um, Penny Marshall became the second woman ever to him a Best Picture Oscar nominee. Uh, she is also one of, the, of seven to achieve that without landing a director nod for uh, for the movie as well. So in 1975, uh, she and Cindy Williams, her co-star in uh, Laverne and Shirley, they met on a double date years early. Uh, and this was during the time when uh, Liza Minnelli had performed at the L.A. Ambassador Hotel, and they were working on a satire for Francis Ford Coppola's Zoe Trope. Magazine, and that's when Gary, her brother, had hired them for an episode of Happy Days. And while they were on Happy Days, you know, they were portraying these fast girls that was recruited by Fonzie, who we know played by Henry Winkler, for a double date with Richie Cunningham, which was played by Ron Howard. Uh, The two displayed this immediate comic rapport. So when ABC Entertainment chief Fred Silliman asked the Happy Days creator if he had any ideas for a new show, he mentioned one starring his sister and Williams as Milwaukee's best. Now, Laverne and Shirley debuted at number one in the ratings on January 26 of 1976, and it posts Happy Days spot at the 8.30 time slot on Tuesday, and it went on to become the highest-rated series for the 1977-78 and 1978-79 season. And uh, All in the Family went, was number two that year. In the mid-1970, uh, in mid-1979, Laverne and Shirley was sold into syndication for a record price estimate, get this, $50,000 an episode. In 1982, that's when Williams sued Paramount for $20 million in a dispute over wanting to get paid while missing episodes because she was pregnant. And after the settlement, she was uh, written out of the series, and Laverne and Shirley had to rewrap wrapped up about after 178 episodes in May of 1983 with only one Emmy nod ever for costume design. Uh, in 1978, uh, Penny also starred opposite Reiner in the ABC telefilm More Than Friends, which was co-written by Reiner, and it was based on the early days of their courtship. And earlier, Reiner had played her fiancé named Sheldon, uh, which... Uh, I think it was on The Odd Couple, and she, and then that's when they had split up. They had split up in 1979, and afterwards she had a long romance with singer Art Garfunkel. You know, he used to be with the Neil Simon. 
Uh, Mark Penny also had a minor role in the 1979 comedy 1941, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, and she also did a cameo as a director in the 1995 movie adaptation of Elmore Leonard's Hollywood satire, Get Shorty. And after a league of of their own, uh, Penny also directed Renaissance Man, which came out in 1994. It also starred Danny DeVito and featured Mark Wahlberg in his uh, film debut. The Preacher Wife in 1996 with Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston, and she directed that movie, and she once called it the first black Christmas movie. And then she also directed Drew Barrymore and Riding in Cars with Boys in 2001. She mostly recently uh, directed a couple of episodes for Showtime, uh, United States of Tara, and she also appeared in uh, IFC's Portlandia, which uh, starred uh, Fred uh, Armisen. Uh, she also did uh, another um, memoir, uh, this one called My Mother Was Nuts, and she also directed an episode of Fox sitcom uh, Mulaney. Uh, Penny Marshall, you got to say, she was one of those women who... I guess you can say she was one of the few women who not only did her job as an actor, as a creator, uh, as a funny comedian-type woman, but she was also a good director. And she directed a lot of these shows and movies that sometimes we forget that at a time when Hollywood was mostly dominated by men, she was one of the few women in Hollywood who did her thing. And... You know, a lot of people don't talk about it. Now it's different because we're seeing more and more women doing the directing thing, the writing thing. But um, Penny Marshall was one of those few women who did that kind of thing. And uh, she's been remembered for not only just her sheer genius by having a vision and an eye for not only talent, good writing, good scripts, but she, she just was one of those women that just, I guess you can say breaking the glass ceiling in Hollywood was more like an understatement when it came to her. Because, again, there was only just few women doing the director role. And uh, she's definitely going to be remembered. Um, You know, going back to her movie, A League of Its Own, her daughter was actually in the movie. She played uh, left-fielder Betty Spaghetti in that movie. So... She's going to be missed. Uh, she is definitely going to be missed. I think Cindy Williams was on the Today Show this week remembering uh, Penny Marshall and how, you know, they, just like any other relationship, you know, they were the best of besties. They were sisters, you know. They had their good moments, their bad moments. But uh, we can definitely remember her as one of the few women who did the thing, did the damn thing. And she's going to be truly missed. Penny Marshall, dead at 75. Also, uh, speaking of someone who passed, I, I want to also remember uh, jazz legend, uh, legend of her own right, Nancy Wilson. She passed away last week. Uh, uh, we'll talk about her later at the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, Penny Marshall. Didn't realize she was sick. Didn't realize she was sick. But, uh you know, they keep those things under wraps, you know, just in case, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. 
15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Kibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Uh, We're going to be talking about Pete Davidson. Uh, Apparently, he is still struggling with mental health issues days after posting what appeared to be a suicide note on Instagram. Uh, The words are that the 25-year-old comedian believed that the whole world is against him right now, despite the mass support he's been receiving since the incident. Uh, Sources close to the SNL star tell TMZ that he actually had reached out to some of his close friends and asked for help. But when they try to help him out, it doesn't seem to be working because Pete puts up this wall and even accuses them of ignoring his pain and struggles. So it's kind of making things worse. Uh, he allegedly believed that no one would ever uh, will care, even if he commits suicide for real. Should this report be true, uh, it will explain why Machine Gun Kelly said that it was a really weird time for Pete and those around him. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is that uh, rock group. Pete made headlines after he shared a seemingly suicide note last week. This is what the note read, quote, uh, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I ever tried to do was help people. Just remember, I told you so, unquote. And then he deleted the account. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, last week on SNL, when he posted this, uh, I know uh, Lauren Michaels got involved. NYPD came down to SNL to make sure he was all right. And from what I heard, Ariana Grande came. Now, I don't know how true this is, but it, from uh, according to sources, she came to SNL and I guess she texted him or something. She said that she was downstairs. She heard about this post and said, you know, I'm down here, you know, if you need me. And he didn't even want to see her. He told his people, you know, just I don't want to see her right now. I'm good. Just, just, just send her away. But um, I don't know, you know, because Pete Davidson, uh, from what he was saying before, he had some problems with depression before. Um, And, you know, this all stemmed from him dating Ariana Grande, this high-profile romance. And after they broke up, that's when the bullying took place. You know, everybody's threatening his life, everybody's saying this, saying that. It gets a little bit too much. And especially if he has a history of depression, it it can do something to a person. So we hope that he's okay. We're hoping that he's getting the help. We really want, you know, he's a funny guy, and we want to see him continue to make funny sketches and continue to be on SNL. Jules Santana, a.k.a. Laron Lewis James, he's going to spend some time behind bars. The Love and Hip Hop New York star had been sentenced to 27 months in prison in his airport gun case, and this is according to TMZ. The rapper was sentenced on Wednesday in Newark, New Jersey, after bringing a loaded gun on an aircraft back in March. In addition, the rapper will be under supervised 
released for 12 months after he's completed his time. The rapper was sentenced on Wednesday, December 19th in Newark, New Jersey, after bringing a loaded gun on an aircraft back in March. And in addition, uh, he will be supervised for those 12 months after he's completed the time. Uh, he is currently... Um, he is, it's currently unknown when the rapper will have to surrender himself prior to heading to prison. He is set to hit the stage on Long Island. It seemed like he had foreseen the sentence. Uh, he said it in a recent episode of Love and Hip Hop that he believed he'll get 27 to 37 months for the crime. The sentence arrived after the convicted felon was arrested at New Jersey Newark Liberty International Airport, and that's when security found the loaded 38 caliber handgun. And they also found non-prescribed uh, pills in a carry-on bag containing his identification. He left the area, just abandoned the bag behind, and then he turned himself three he turned himself in three days later. Uh, he also pleaded guilty to the charges in August after initially pleading not guilty. Uh, his airport gun case previously cost him that gig at the MTV Video Music Award from. From uh, as he was denied permission to travel to New York for the ceremony in August. Now, he reportedly filed paperwork seeking approval to head to New York to attend the Monday night show, which was on August 20th, at Radio City Music Hall, but his request was rejected. It's not the first time Jules had an issue with the law. Back in 2011, the rapper was arrested after police found two loaded handguns. In addition, officer caught him bringing 17 bags of marijuana and drug paraphernalia while raiding his New Jersey studio. He pleaded guilty to fourth-degree marijuana distribution. And superstar Janet Jackson and her brother Randy Jackson have been slapped with legal action from a former manager over allegations of unpaid work. Danny O'Donovan claimed he began working with the musical siblings in July of 2016 to serve as a tour manager for Janet's State of the World Tour, for which he reportedly agreed to pay a monthly fee of $25,000. In a court document detained by TMZ, he states that the funds stopped rolling in five months into the gig, but despite the purported lack of payment, he remained in the job for a total of 17 months. The track, which began in September of 2017, wrapped up in October. It's not clear why O'Donovan didn't take action to collect on the allegedly outstanding fees sooner, but he is now suing for a total of $300,000. Representatives for Janet and Randy Jackson have yet to comment on the lawsuit. And Fresh Prince of Bel-Air actor Alfonso Ribeiro is, seeing, uh, is suing I'm sorry, two video game developers for selling a dance popularized by his Carlton character. Uh, in the two lawsuits filed on Monday, Roberto said that Fortnite developer Epic Games Inc. and Take-Two Interactive Software Inc., creator of the NBA 2K series, have unfairly profited from using his likeness and from exploiting his uh, protected creative expression. Now, rapper 2 Millie had also sued 2K Games for putting his dance, the Millie Rock, in NBA 2K. In the docs obtained by TMZ, Alfonso said he is inextricably uh, linked to the dance, which he first performed during the 1991 Christmas episode of Fresh Prince. 
Now, Alfonso also claimed he's in the middle of copywriting the call to dance. And according to the suit, Alfonso Rebella is, uh, is asking the court for damages and that both companies stop profiting from the call to dance. And Remy Ma, who just gave birth to a baby girl over the weekend, is back in the hospital due to complications from that birthing. According to sources, Remy was suffering from excessive bleeding Tuesday night and went right back to the hospital. The post-birth complication necessitated emergency surgery, according to TMZ. Remy and Papoose announced the birth of their daughter on social media but didn't disclose her name. Papoose called it tough labor. And with that thought in mind, remember, Remy went into labor at age 38. Also, it was revealed last year she had suffered a miscarriage. And here's the mind-blowing part. She delivered her new baby naturally. Now, as far as the operation itself, the good news is that the surgery was a success, and Remy is said to be doing well, and she's expected to be released in the next day or so. So uh, we're wishing Remy Ma uh, to get well soon. And uh, Black Savage, George Clinton, and uh, Parliament Funkadelic, and Dionne Warwick will be honored with the Recording Academy Lifetime Achievement Award next year. The musicians will be feted alongside Billy Eckstein, Donnie Hathaway, Julio Iglesias, and Sam and Dave at a Los Angeles gala and the concert event on May 11, 2019. Lou Adler, Ashford and Simpson, and uh, Johnny Mandel, they have also been named honorees of the Trustee Award. All the recipients of the Special Merit Award will officially be saluted at the Grammy Awards on February 10th. Tina Turner, Queen, Neil Diamond, and Emmy Lou Harris uh, were among the musicians feted for 2018. And Kay Michelle has been an open book when it comes to her medical challenges that she endured following her surgical enhancements. Now the singer and reality TV star is reportedly, get this, working on a show that will focus on helping women remove silicone from their bodies. On the current season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, she documented her own experience having butt injection removed. Um, Michelle previously revealed that she had four surgeries and two blood transfusions as a result of illegal silicone injections. Her new show will help women who had similar experiences that resulted in harmful side effects. Good for Kay Michelle. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Make sure uh, in the next week or two we're going to we tune in for our year-end show. Every year we do a year-end review of, what, of some of the most talked-about entertainment stories of the year, from the hookups, the breakups, the death the scandals, you name it. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and also like us on Facebook where you will get the update on when that show will be broadcast live. Right now, again, we have uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, uh, I'm going to bring you the story about... uh, Jeff Bridges, he's going to be honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the 2019 Golden Globes. I'll tell you more about it. 
And another superhero hero movie show is going to be uh, dominating in Hollywood before uh, Aquaman. Uh, it had launched last week. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is getting rave reviews. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, Bridget Nelson is eager, speaking about superhero movies, she's eager to, to return to Marvel Universe, but this time as a villain. And uh, you remember the phrase Hakuna Matata? You know the which means no problem in Swahili. The the famous song that's in the Disney the Lion 1994 film The Lion King. Well, it's having some problems. Uh, apparently, uh, Disney is uh, well. I'll put it this way: Disney has been accused of cultural appropriation for trademarking the Swahili phrase. I'll tell you more about it. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now, we have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from uh, Housley in Without Me. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about Jeff Bridges. He's getting ready to be honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the 2019 Golden Globes. Officials at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced on Monday, December 17, that the two-time Golden Globe winner will be presented with a prestigious prize at the upcoming awards ceremony on January 6, 2019. And over the course of his career, Bridget has won recognition for his parts in films such as The Last Picture Show, True Grid, and Sea Biscuit, as well as his 1998 cult favorite flick, The Big Lebowski, in which he played Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski. The 69-year-old received his first Golden Globe nomination for his role in 1984 Starman and was later nominated for 2000 The Contender and 2016 Hell or High Water. He won Golden Globe for his performance in The Fisher King in 1992 and for Crazy Heart in 2010. Though previous honored with the prize include George Clooney, Harrison Ford, Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep, Denzel Washington, and Oprah Winfrey, among others. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association have also created the Carol Burnett Award, which will recognize special achievement in television. The inaugural honorary prize will be given to its namesake, Carol Burnett, in January. And actress Jennifer Lawrence will be the center stage Thursday when Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault case is called. Court uh, court officers, uh, cops, and the Department of Correction officers have all been put on alert about an appearance by the actress in Manhattan's Supreme Court. Lawrence's name has been dragged through the mud, that is, the Weinstein case. Sources said that the 28-year-old actress wants to be on hand to show support for Weinstein accusers. The Oscar winner has denied claims she had sex with Weinstein after a new lawsuit revisit allegations the disgraced filmmaker boasted about sleeping with the actress. Her denial came, came a day after a lawsuit was uh, filed in Los Angeles accusing Weinstein of sexually assaulting a woman only identified only as Jane Doe in 2013 when she was an aspiring actress. And another superhero movie shows its domination in Hollywood before Aquaman launches in the U.S. later this week. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has reigned over the North American box office, swinging its way to the top of the chart with an estimated $35.4 million in its first weekend. Made for about $90 million, the animated movie centered on Marvel's popular character posts the largest three-day animated opening of all time in the month of December, uh, besting Universal's and uh, Illumination Sing, which previously held the record with $35.2 million opening in 2016. The movie had reached love from critics and audiences, with moviegoers giving it a rare A-plus on CinemaScore. As a testament to its quality, the film has been nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Feature, in addition to several honors from critic groups, including the New York Film Critics Circle. And Bridget Nelson is eager to return to the Marvel Universe as a villain. 
That's right. The actress starred as Warrior Red Soldier in 1985, and while she had no desire to reprise the role in a reboot, she does want to be a part of another superhero movie. Bridget is currently experiencing a bright spot in her career after revisiting her role as Lumilla Drago in Rocky's spinoff Creed II. The actress made a small cameo in the movie, but she is thrilled she was able to be a part of the project after starring in Rocky IV in 1985. And Hakuna Matata, which means no problems or no worries, has brought problems for Disney. The company has been accused of cultural appropriation for trademarking the Swahili phrase, which was made popular by the 1994 film The Lion King. Disney first applied to trademark the catchphrase in 1994, the same year the animated movie was released. The patent was approved in 2003. Due to the movie's widespread acclaim, the iconic phrase had become popular worldwide. The phrase is once again brought into attention as Disney is going to release a live-action remake, The Lion King, in 2010. I mean, sorry, in 2019. Shelton Apala, an activist from Zimbabwe, had launched an online petition on Change.org calling on Disney to drop the patent. Hakuna Matata is a Swahili language phrase from East Africa it, uh, that reads the petition. Hakuna Matata has been used by most Kiswahili speaking countries such as Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, uh, Rwanda, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Likening the trademarking to colonialism and robbery, Paula argued that Disney or other companies can't be allowed to trademark languages, terms, or phrases that di- that they didn't invent. The petition had quickly gained support after reaching an initial goal of 50,000 signatures. It's now increased its goal to 75,000. Disney has not commented on the petition. And Robert De Niro encouraged Bradley Cooper to direct after the A Star is Born actor tried to pitch him a movie. Cooper made his debut behind the camera in the acclaim A Star is Born remake and now admits his acting hero was one of the first people to urge him to consider directing. And when he eventually decided to take the leap, he had more encouragement from another super famous friend, Clint Eastwood, who was initially attached to direct A Star is Born with Beyonce Knowles as his leading lady. The veteran has now seen the film and is very impressed with Cooper's debut. A Star is Born is one of the biggest critical and commercial hits of the year and has already picked up a handful of top award nominations for Cooper as director and star and Lady Gaga, his leading lady. Wow. And the attorneys of Les Moves has come to his defense after CBS announced its decision to fire the disgraced media mogul and deny his severance payout. The network disclosed the news through a statement released on Monday, December 17, after concluding an investigation into extensive charges of sexual misconduct against Moves. Sharing the results of the investigation, the network bosses determined that there are grounds to uh, to terminate for cause, including violation of company policies and breach of his employment contract, as well as his willful failure to cooperate fully with the company's investigation. 
Uh, in the statement, it also said that the investigators had concluded that harassment and retaliation are not pervasive at CBS, though they learned of past incidents of improper and unprofessional conduct. The bosses at the network stated that they have been working to take robust steps to improve the working environment for all employees and to prevent harassment from happening again. In response to the statement, Movis attorney uh, Andrew Lavender called the network decision for, uh, forthordained and without merit. Muvez resigned as CEO in September following multiple sexual mis- misconduct claim made against him by Ronan Farrell. Wow. Yeah, it's not looking good. You know, he, you know, it's it's a shame because, you know, he he's in big trouble because, you know, he was supposed to get awarded the severance pay, and now they found evidence that he kind of covered some evidence and lied, and uh, now he's not getting his, uh, how much was that severance paid? I think it was... Uh, I forgot what was the, uh, the the amount of that severance pay, but yeah, well, you know that's why um, a lot of these corporations, a lot of these companies. That's why uh, I remember when I was in corporate America, how it was important that every year we do sexual harassment training and the seminars to let people know what is considered harassment, what to do when you're being harassed. And, and and things of that nature. It, it should be just mandatory across the board for every company. And I think uh, this will not be happening as often as it, as it is. Um, Johnny Lee Miller, you know, the star, him, and uh, also Lucy Liu, you know, they start in that hit CBS show, Elementary. Well, they're getting ready to graduate from elementary. <laughs> That's right. CBS has announced that the drama series, which starred Miller as a modern Sherlock Holmes and Lou as Dr. Joan Watson, will end after this upcoming seventh season. The cancellation is announced after the show wrapped production on the 13th episode final season on February, December 14th. However, it's reported that CBS had long made the decision to end the show in May when it renewed Elementary for Season 7. The last season is scheduled to air in 2019, bringing a conclusion to the long-running series. Uh, right now, we have about 17 minutes left remaining uh, in the show. I'm going to uh, take a another commercial, I'm sorry, another music break, rather, And uh, I'll be back with the uh, last remaining stories of the day, so don't you go anywhere.
That was the latest from Miss Rita Ora in Let You Love Me from her new album, Phoenix. All right, we have about 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last stories of the day, uh, Molly Cyrus has joined the star-studded lineup to pay tribute to her godmother, Dolly Parton, at the 2019 Music Care Person of the Year Gala. The Wrecking Ball hitmaker is a new addition to the long list of event performers with Katy Perry and country couple Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood also signing on for the special gig. They will join previously announced artists like Chris Stapleton, Nora Jones, Chaunt Mendez, Pink, Mark, Rose, Mark Ronson, Leon Bridges, Willie Nelson, Vince Gill, Don Hensley, and Casey Musgrave, among many others, celebrating Dolly's legacy. The 9-to-5 icon is being honored for her creative accomplishment and longtime philanthropy and will also take the stage at the annual Bash, which will be held in Los Angeles on February 8, 2019, in the lead-up to the Grammy Awards. Dolly will become the first country singer or country star recognized by recording academy officials at the Music Care Charity, which provides support for musicians in time of needs. The veteran singer was announced as a recipient of the 2019 award in September. It's not yet known which song the performer will cover, but Miley had frequently shared her rendition of Dolly classics like Jolene during live shows with her godmother, even joining her on stage in 2016 to belt out the tune on the talent show The Voice when Cyrus served as a judge. 
uh, Parton will follow in the footsteps of 2018 Music Care Person of the Year honorees, Fleetwood Mac, to whom Miley had paid tribute at the industry event in New York City in January. And Ed Sharon has shot to the top of the Polestar 2018 year-end global touring chart. The Shape of You hitmaker uh, tour has earned about $432.4 million to take the spot. Taylor Swift Reputation Tour followed with $345.1 million, while Jay-Z and Beyonce Knowles uh, On the Run 2 Tour comes in at number three with 254.1 million. Pink's Beautiful Trauma World Tour and Bruno Mars 24K Magic Tour round out the top five with 169.2 million and 167.6 million, respectively. The Eagles, Justin Timberlake, Roger Waters, U2, and the Rolling Stones are also included in the top ten. And rock legend Billy Joel will celebrate his 70th birthday on stage with a special concert in his native New York. The Piano Man icon has decided to spend the evening of his age milestone on May 9, 2019 with fans at the Fable Madison Square Garden venue where he will perform the 64th consecutive show of his uh, his record-breaking monthly residency. Billy has played his hits pack set to Adoring Fans since it launched in 2014, and in July of 2018, it marked the 100th gig of his career at the Fame Arena. The singer was joined at the landmark concert by his old pal Bruce Springsteen, with whom he belted out renditions of The Boss, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, and Born to Run. The show was made of more notable as it took place on what is now known as Billy Joel Day following an official proclamation by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. And if you're ever in the New York area, there's nothing more livelier than seeing a concert at Madison Square Garden. I saw my first concert there. It was uh, Prince, and I tell you, it was all the way live, I'm telling you. And I also saw Luther Vandross and Anita Baker there. But when Prince, and, and the thing about the New York audience, we we just a lively bunch of people. We just bring it from the beginning of the show to the very end. So if you're ever in New York, make sure you treat yourself to a concert at Madison Square Garden. Or if you are a native New Yorker, treat yourself to a concert at Madison Square Garden. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, all the stars' uh, hits from Black Panther and uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born duet Shallow, have made the Oscars shortlist for Best Original Song. The contenders in the nine categories for the 2019 Academy Awards were released altogether on Monday evening, December 17th, for the first time in the ceremony history as Academy members prepare to vote again to narrow down the list ahead of the main nominations announcement on July 22nd, 2019. Also among the 15 hopefuls for Best Original Songs are Dolly Parton, Girl in the Movie from Dumpling, Tom York Super uh, Superium from Suspiria and the super producer Mark Ronson keep reaching for the Quincy Jones documentary Quincy. The Brit also star uh, co-wrote Shallow with Gaga. 
The rest of the music feature in Black Panther had earned the project a mention for Best Original Score, currently facing off with work featuring in Avengers, Infinity War, Crazy Rich Asians, The Ballad of Buster Shrugs, Black Klansman, and Mary Poppins Return, alongside many others. Semifinalists were also announced in the categories of Documentary Feature, Documentary Short, Visual Effects, Makeup, Hairstyling, Live Action Short, and Animated Short. The 91st Oscars will take place at the Dobley's Theater in Hollywood on February 24, 2019. And Cat Williams is slated to join the cast of ABC, their hit sitcom Blackish. And sources close to the actor said that the role could be his chance to make a great comedy comeback. According to InTouchWeekly.com, Cat is confirmed to appear in one episode as Perry, the father of new character Kyra, played by Quinzene uh, uh, Wallace. Uh, Kyra is Dre's young cousin who will be living with the family as her mom can no longer properly care for her. Uh, Perry is estranged from his daughter but will pop in for an unexpected visit. An insider at ABC said Kat is sober and he's on his best behavior and the cast loves him. The last time fans saw a cat on the small screen was on the episode of the hit FX drama series Atlanta for which he took home an Emmy. And in the wake of the breakup of his marriage to Cardi B a couple of weeks ago, Migos rapper Offset is still trying to get back with his public display of contrition. Friday night at the urging of 21 Savage during the set of the 2018 Rolling Loud Los Angeles Festival, he brought Offset out to encourage the crowd to tell Cardi to take him back. But before that, Offset posted a video apology to Cardi B on his Instagram. Offset next move came Saturday at the second night of the festival at Bank of California Stadium, where he appeared to have surprised Cardi B by crashing her set with another public display with flowers and a cake and a sign saying, Take Me Back Cardi. The moment was captured on video. The two can be seen exchanging words, after which Offset exits the stage and Cardi has the prop removed. It's Debatable if Offset stunt works in his favor because Cardi didn't appear to be too impressed. After Cardi B left the stage, she immediately headed to Instagram to address Offset's surprise interruption. And Barack Obama is reportedly on his way to becoming the first ex-president billionaire. That's right. As the cash keep rolling in for Barack and Michelle Obama, it may not be long before they become a billion-dollar brand. The latest example of this comes with the former First Lady new memoir, Becoming, which was released last week and was part of a $65 million book advance for the Obamas. Uh, In addition to the $65 million book advance and the estimated $50 million deal with Netflix, uh, both which they share, uh, the former First Lady is posed to rank in a million for appearances, on her 10-city U.S. tour, and I believe yesterday in Brooklyn was the last of her U.S. city tour, and sales of the merchandise connected to her autobiography. And like her husband, Michelle, um, like her husband, um, she is currently in demand as a speaker for corporations and nonprofit organizations, commanding 225000 per appearance. And when it comes to cash, they are ranking in for public speaking. Um, the former president, 
President Obama, he currently ranks in $400,000 per speech. The fee comes on top of his 207000 annual presidential pension, which he began receiving as soon as he left office. And Mrs. Obama, she will also reap the benefits of her book sales and the merchandise connected to her best-selling becoming. Um, the earn the uh, President Obama earned a combined 8.8 million for the Audacity of Hope, which was published in 2006, and his 2010 children book. He also made nearly seven million from Dreams from My Father. And in addition to the multi-million-dollar literary empire, remember again they inked a multi-year creative production deal with Netflix, which is worth fifty million dollars. So good and congratulations to the former president and first lady. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know we talked about Penny Marshall earlier in the show. We also lost another great one. We're talking about legendary jazz singer Nancy Wilson, a three-time Grammy-winning artist who referred to herself as a song stylist. She died last week. She was only 81. She transitioned peacefully on a Thursday at her home in California after an extended illness. This is according to her manager. Uh, Wilson, an Ohio native, initially focused on R&B music but later excelled at jazz ballads and and torch songs. Uh, she made her debut with her 1961 single, Guess Who I Saw Today. Wilson's biggest hit came in 1964 with You Don't Know How Glad I Am, which rose through the charts to the number 11 spot on Billboard's Hot 100 Singles and earned her a Grammy Award for Best R&B Recording. Uh, she would win two more Grammy Awards in 2005 and 2007. In the 1990s, Wilson became the host of the National Public Radio Jazz Profiles, a documentary series featuring jazz legends and the music legacy. Uh, after a musical and acting career spanning more than six decades, she retired from live performances in 2011, and she wanted to spend all of her time with her family, especially her grandchildren. So... Um, May she rest in peace, Miss Nancy Wilson, who passed away at 81 last week. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Make sure you tune in next time. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain Number One. Follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash radio, and that way you'll get the latest posts of the shows or the broadcasts, or if you uh, want to listen to the archives, you can. And uh, next week, either next week or the next two weeks, we're going to do our annual year-end show. It's the best entertainment stories of 2018 from the scandals, the hookups, the breakups. You name it. So make sure you tune into that. Make sure you uh, follow me on social media so that you can um, be up to date on the next broadcast or our latest broadcast. Well, that will do it for me this week. Tune in next time. Again, we do it all over. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>